Did they find her plane? She Crabs went down ate the, the plane Pacific. too? Welcome to the Four Corners Crimecast. My name is Jake. My name is Rory. And I'm your host, Katie. And today we are talking about Matthew Taylor Coleman. And where did you do your research for this one, Katie? The main source was a Rolling Stone article written by Kevin Dugan, and then also the criminal affidavit filed against Coleman and some other various internet sources. And uh, where are we going for this one? This one is in Santa Barbara, California. Ooh, just missed Saint the four corners. Barbara. The criminal affidavit is like a big, long uh, bunch of pages that you have to read through. No, this one was only 10 pages. Because an FBI agent filed it, proving that there's probable cause for the arrest. Ah, that's what an affidavit is? Pretty much, yeah. All right, Katie, why don't you go ahead and start us off on this one? After discussing the New World Order last week, I thought we would continue down the path of conspiracy theories, meeting at the crossroads where conspiracies and true crime intersect. How big is that crossroad? <laughs> like, does it, is it like just one big crossroad, or does it like intersect back and forth <laughs> so you're asking if this only intersects once or if it hits it, itself it's a QAnon thing oh is it do you remember that map we posted with oh the QAnon god, episode oh my god yeah I forgot about that yeah alright there's about 8,000 crossroads on it that's right I forgot about that map mm. both of you did apparently yeah I was like trying to figure out how to describe the size of this <laughs> <laughs> metaphorical road if you've been alive for the last year, you're aware that conspiracy theorists, especially those involved in QAnon, are frequently prone to violent tendencies. No. Oh. We saw a culmination of this on January 6, 2021, when alt-right, Q-believing, democracy-denying Trump supporters led an insurrection at the United States Capitol building. One of the most prolific faces of the January 6th attack was an Arizona native who has been dubbed the QAnon shaman, and many others were fully decked out in their Q attire. Let's just not take credit for him. We reject him. Send him Florida. Florida can have him. I don't think we get to say that. I think no? prison has him now. Yeah. For now, when he but gets out? I think Arizona Florida. definitely should claim him. Why? Why? Why do we want him? We don't want him. But so why are we just, claiming it, him? Because he's from here. Oh, let's just pretend like he's not. Okay. We'll pretend like all of the crazy-ass Republicans aren't from here. That's a lot of pretending. That's a true point. Yeah, it's most of the population. A few examples include December 19th, 2018, when a man was arrested with a plan to blow up a satanic temple monument in Virginia to, quote, make Americans aware of Pizzagate and the NWO. April 2nd, 2020, when a man derailed a train in a desire to, quote, wake people up. And June 11th, 2020, when a man took police and his two children on a high-speed pursuit while he live-streamed himself talking about needing a miracle from Trump and begging QAnon for help. Help me, Donald Trump. Help me, QAnon. I'm in this race for my life, and I can't, I can't not win it. Is that basically what it was? I didn't watch the live stream, but I can assume so. I can assume that he just imagined Donald Trump was going to show up in a helicopter right then and step out and, like, don't worry about it, guy, I got this. Hand yeah. him his pardon paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> How'd the kids fare in that whole thing? They were, I mean, he pulled over after 20 minutes. Oh, I don't well, think they had, had to, to get his message out. Yeah, he had, to, he had to go live stream. Yeah, he had to let everybody know. This has happened to me, Q. Make sure you watch, because I know I've been putting the truth out, and I don't, I don't want it to go to go under the rug. Yeah, that was basically like him trying to tell QAnon he's their like, devout disciple, and they need to come rescue him, right? Yeah, yeah. I bet he thought, like, I imagine the scene in a movie where, like, 
a ping goes out to all of QAnon members and like they're all at work and stuff and they can look at it and it's like, yeah, we're going to help this guy. But that that's not how it works. We've discussed QAnon before and attempted to explain what it is, but that seems to prove a difficult task as it's quite literally an anonymous poster spewing pure gibberish on a now defunct forum like 4chan and 8chan. For those of you who have skipped our conspiracy theory episodes for the more gruesome, or for those who are lucky enough to not live in America, I'll attempt to sum it up. Around 2017, an anonymous poster began sharing coded messages on the forum 4chan. This poster went by only the name Q, which comes from their claim that they have Q-level clearance with the U.S. government, which would give them access to the most top-secret data and documents kept in the United States. Q posts are known as Q drops and are quite literally indecipherable nonsense that somehow people have come to understand. The most compelling part of QAnon and what draws people in is the fact that the drops are indecipherable, making them open to whatever conclusion the reader wants to draw from them. This allows every individual Q believer to confirm their own personal political beliefs or agendas. Who do we know of that has Q clearance, Q level clearance? Is that a real thing? Does the president get it? I believe so. It's a Q clearance with the DOE, so I'm not sure. Ah, I wonder what kind of clearance I've got with the DOE. Department of Education. Very low. DOE? Department of Education? I thought it was like... It's the Department of Energy. Energy? What are they doing with energy? I don't know. Probably like Stranger Things stuff. Oh. Yeah. Because I think... Don't we have clearance to the DOD? Yes, that's Whoa. the Department of Defense, which is what Raytheon works with. Ah, yeah, it's I not want the same. No, I want. DOE. I bet that's where all the aliens went was DOE instead of DOD. Because if you think about it, they would know because they want to harvest the things for governmental funding. Like, like think about Wi-Fi. You think a man came up with that? No, that's a reptilian man <laughs> that came up with that. I mean, you could be right. The reptilians are all around us. <laughs> could be. <laughs> You Jake, could be a reptilian. Wake up, friend. You could be a reptilian. <laughs> wake up, friend. Are you a reptilian? Wake up. The basic synopsis of QAnon comes down to this. Satanic pedophiles are running the entire world, killing children, and drinking their adrenochrome to stay young and powerful. Hey, so uh, how much adrenochrome can you milk from a child? I'm not sure, but I did learn in the course of researching this that adrenochrome is actually something that Hunter S. Thompson came up with. In Fear and Loathing. Yeah. I was not aware of that. Yeah, it's it's a made-up thing from the drained adrenal gland of a scared fit person or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's when adrenaline um, oxidizes. I guess it's a real thing, but it doesn't get you high. No. All of the effects he made up. Yeah, and, uh, or did he? Bum, bum, bum. Hunter S. Thompson, he definitely made it up. He made probably everything he's ever set up. Yeah, I mean, that's called gonzo journalism. Katie, it's a whole style. It's, it's a lifestyle, really. <laughs> Although the belief in satanic cabals has existed for a long time due to racism and anti-Semitism, the most important aspect of the entire theory, or at least to QAnon, is Pizzagate. Bum, 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 bum. Pizzagate is the long-standing belief that leaked emails of Democrats contain coded messages referring to child sexual abuse and that the headquarters for this conspiracy resided in the basement of a pizza place in Washington, D.C. A gunman broke into the restaurant to confirm the theory and discovered that there was no basement to be found and no abused children in need of rescuing. Nevertheless, the theory somehow continued to thrive and has become one of Q's most popular topics. 
If I've learned anything from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, it's that you won't be able to see an underground headquarters. You're going to have to flip some switches, push some buttons, and move some large machinery with some hydraulics before you even get there. Yeah, it's not that it wasn't real. It's that he didn't push enough buttons. Yeah, he didn't check hard enough. It's obviously hidden. That guy should technically be brought up on charges for not doing a thorough enough job. Here's the thing, is that pizza place would be super obvious. Like, super obvious. Like, the most obvious. Yeah, well, because Democrats eat pizza. At, no, why would high-level officials ever be seen going into the same pizza place over and over again? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, that's true. It's like, everyone's getting pizza on their way home. <laughs> yeah, dumb. Yeah, the emails, they think... There's, like, a whole list of what they refer to, but, like, pizza parties are, like, child orgies, basically. There's, like... Not in my experience, usually. Yeah, no, no. they think that anytime they use, like, a type of food, it referred to different... Oh, so, oh. like, I different went and types got of child Thai abuse. food today. Yeah Thai, uh, yeah, Thai food at the pizza party is yeah. uh, code for Thai kids tonight. Thai kids. And then everyone just brings rope. See, I don't know. I, I'd have to get the cipher for their code to be able to figure out what oh, they're saying. Oh, well, the good news about that is that uh, all of these are open to interpretation. Whatever you think, oh. cipher away, my friend. Make your own. Oh, okay. So that's just... I, I, I'm just kind of hungry right now. Right? Yeah, yeah, after you eat. After you eat. Mm, of course. You whip up a cipher, we can know what they say. Mm-hmm. Now, since its inception, there have been almost 5,000 Q drops across multiple forums, as 4chan and 8chan were both banned from the internet for their unsavory content. Unsurprisingly, almost all of the 5,000 claims made have not come true. Over the course of the last five years, it's likely that the original Q, whoever that may be, stopped posting and someone else has taken over. For all we know, all 5,000 of the Q drops may have been a different person. For almost two years, QAnon disappeared into the ether, taking a hiatus from any and all forums across the web. But, lucky for us, he's made a comeback after the overturning of Roe vs. Wade. My favorite Q drop of recent times was, quote, Are you ready to serve your country again? Remember your oath. Because somehow, someway, people are still convinced that Donald Trump is going to regain the presidency and save the world from the pedophilic cabal. Even though the FBI raided his building and found 11... Uh, uncontrolled documents that were highly classified. Fingers crossed that that keeps him out of the thing because we all we all thought it couldn't happen last time. Now, moving on from conspiracy theories for a brief moment, we're going to discuss Matthew Taylor Coleman. Matthew, known as Maddie, was born in Santa Barbara, California in 1981. He had what many would describe as the perfect childhood, spending time with friends, skateboarding, playing video games, and his biggest passions, surfing, sailing, and spearfishing. He chose to go by Maddie. Mm-hmm. I assume so, unless his parents started calling him that as a baby and he stuck with it. I watched this video the other day, an interview of Matthew McConaughey, where they asked him, they called him Matt or something, and he got all sour. Said he, they asked him why he wouldn't respond to Matt. He told this story about how he did one time when he was a kid, and his mom beat the shit out of him for it and said he never respond to Matt, your name's Matthew. And this dude went, chose to go by Maddie. Not all parents are fucking abusive, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but I know that's surprising, but they, uh, not all parents say, no, you can't shorten your name. Some people give their kids their nicknames when they were born. My parents knew they wanted to call me Katie, but they gave me the name Caitlin. 
Maddie was popular, but not arrogant, and prided himself on helping those who needed a hand. Although he was raised an evangelical Christian, his interest in religion wasn't truly sparked until high school, when he began carrying a Bible around that he would notate. And see, that's when it really turns, you know? You either, you're like, oh shit, this is bullshit, you go the other way, or you're like, I want to be the head scammer, and you go the other way. After graduation, he attended Point Loma University, a Christian college in San Diego. I've been there. Went Bible quizzing there three years in a row for national championships or some shit. I'm still, like, appalled every time you tell me there's Bible quizzing fucking competitions. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, yep, yep. Jesus would have loved that. Like, you literally could have Dude, actual we were all... beneficial information to yeah, be what quizzed if... on Dude. instead of just... Bullshit. Imagine if it had been like world politics that Jake had gotten into instead of the Bible. And or like, like debate club. Yeah, even. anything. Anything. And it would have been like, yeah, that kid did something. But <laughs> so <laughs> every time you say it, all I think of is just how much energy you wasted at something so fruitless. That's not my fault. I'm I know like, it's not your fault. I, I'm not disappointed in you. I'm just, I just think of all that wasted talent for fucking remembering shit that... Just doesn't mean anything. And oh, every God. need a Sea World. Every time we go anywhere, like if we're in Phoenix, he he points out churches and he's like, "Oh, I did Bible quizzing there." Like, what the fuck? I've done that once. I mean, that's spent, there's still a lot of places. Like a million times more than either of us have done it. That's like a hundred, like one time more. Katie, can you point out any place that you've done Bible quizzing at? I've never read the Bible. Thank you. After receiving his bachelor's, he took trips to Spain and Mexico to evangelize. This led him back to college, where he received a master's degree in Spanish. Maddie spent most of his time in church, mentoring kids and teaching the Bible. In 2011, Maddie combined his passion for surfing and helping kids by opening Love Water Surf School, a Christian surf instruction business. On top of this, he taught high school Spanish. I love how they have to put Christian into their business name. <laughs> We're Christians. I'm going somewhere else. You're just surfing. Like, you don't need to have the Bible, like... Yeah, but if you die surfing and you've got the Bible, then you can surf that Bible all the way to he heaven. Hell, if you don't know how to read. I think the only true surfers are Christian surfers because Noah invented surfing, and he hung ten, but with, like, the paws of two of every animal, bro. So, sick and righteous was the Lord, said Noah. Through a church group, Maddie met his wife, Abby, and the two married in early 2017. The two shared an idyllic lifestyle and, in 2019, brought their first child into the world, a son named Khalil. A year later, in 2020, their daughter, Roxy, was born. Everything seemed to be normal at the Coleman household until the world was neck deep in the COVID-19 pandemic. And they had to analyze why they named their kids so shitty? Like, you had the opportunity to name your kid Kobe. And instead, you went with Kaleo. I actually kind of like Kaleo a little bit. Is that bit. a biblical name? Kaleo? No, I think it's like uh, maybe what Disney. No, is it? It's a rock band. Oh. Seems that way. So they were uh, they were rock fans. That's cool. According to Dugan's article, both Abby and Maddie posted the typical conspiracy theory jargon to their social media, but Abby only dabbled. Abble dabbled. <laughs> She was part of an anti-vax group on Facebook and shared a few conspiracy theories about COVID. Maddie, on the other hand, seemed to be deep in the QAnon rabbit hole by the time Roxy was born. 
using terms in his post that indicate so, such as, quote, the Great Awakening, the idea that Trump was going to collect and punish every member of the satanic cabal in the U.S. I think it's referred to as the storm these days, as the Great Awakening seems to have never occurred. Was Roxy short for Roxanne or something? I don't think so. I, yeah, think, I think it was just Roxy. a surfing clothing line. I was going to say, so she's named after the Quicksilver for girls? <laughs> That's what Roxy is. Yeah, it truly is. <laughs> It's possible. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Maddie's friends say that nothing seemed amiss in his life. He began his dive into conspiracy theories by briefly bringing them up to friends in a way that seemed as though he didn't believe in them either. <laughs> That's always the best way to bring up something to yeah. test the waters. But something occurred in the Coleman household that held serious consequences. At some point, Maddie's belief in QAnon took a turn for the confusing. He began to believe the age-old conspiracy theory of alien lizard people. Now, I noticed you didn't have conspiracy theory in quotes there, Katie. That's a real I don't have it in quotes theory. in any part of the... Because <laughs> this is a true thing, so um, anybody that calls it a conspiracy theory obviously needs to just wake up, Katie. I think our fans are smart, but if any of them aren't, you might confuse them. I'm sorry. The lizard people theory is, as all conspiracies, based in anti-Semitic rhetoric and has existed for a long time. It was popularized in the late 90s by none other than David Icke, a very famous British conspiracy theorist and well-known anti-Semitic. He believes that thousands of years ago, humans and reptilian humanoids from another dimension bred and eventually evolved into some of the most well-known families, i.e. the Rothschilds. This conspiracy has developed into the belief that these shape-shifting reptilians are not only in charge of the U.S. government, but also are every famous person ever, and that all of them belong to the Illuminati. So every famous person is a reptilian? You have to be to be famous. Yeah. And so do, does, every re, uh, does every famous person have a little bit of Jewish blood in there? Like, like how, how do they... If it started out as the Jews or the, or the lizard people, then now... Who controls Hollywood? Jake. But every single one? Mm-hmm. I think, only we could, the I ones think 23 control. and me could probably... No, it's, it's only the ones in control, bro. You can't say that every single one because... You just said you got to be reptilian to be famous. Well, you have to be a reptilian to be in charge of the people that are famous. Like, I think actors are basically shells of humans anyway by the time they get to the level where they can be used as reptilian factories, basically, and be hidden in there. It's it's brought forth from the very basement, you know? The lowest level of reptilian order calls up and says, Hey, top level, we want to take on Tom Cruise now. Bring him in. And they'll bring in Tom Cruise, who has become an actor, but only through the power of the people in control, which is those top-level reptilians, right? Every video I've ever seen of someone, like, shape-shifting back into a reptilian was just, like, a regular famous person. Except for Hillary Clinton. Like, J-Lo and shit. Yeah, but that just is also connected with the Illuminati. Like, the idea that the Illuminati also controls Then why are they shape-shifting back into reptilians if they're not reptilians? Because that's how you become part of the Illuminati, is you be put your shell into the use of the reptilians to wear your skin. It's the ultimate sacrifice for the ultimate gain. Yeah, see, none of this makes sense to me. No, it doesn't. I'm just making all of it up. I can't believe you guys listened to all that for like five minutes. 
Well, you do all the research on this yeah, shit. We You've just talked about assume, it a million times. We just assumed that you were telling us actual things here. No, there's fucking, it's not not all famous people are reptilians. You can't say that. The the assumption I don't think is, any of them are reptilians. Yeah, well, yeah. But the assumption is among the community that the controlling elitist top level, that's where the same elitist theory that she's saying that's anti-Semitic comes in because the elitist theory comes from a theory of anti-Semitism of that we discussed last week. It's it's all the same. It's all wrapped in there. And so elitists, Illuminati these people, reptilians, they're all the same group of people. Anyways, as the pandemic continued, Matthew Coleman began to digest the ideas spouted by QAnon and that these reptilian overlords are real. So real that his own wife was carrying serpent DNA. Uh, so then what would what kind of conclusions could he have used to draw the Where did wife? he get this idea? Yeah, where would he figure that R- out? Reading into um, one of a million different threads that come across of reptilian overlords and how they evolved. It's not just David Icke. It's not just QAnon. It's, this has been around for the, since the 90s, this idea and this bullshit theory, but it's all based off of the same. So... Whatever he read that made him convinced that he was living with a person that carried reptilian DNA could be a billion different sites. It's not It's not uh, any one thing that we can say. He drew the conclusion because her eyes were blue and her kid's eyes were blue. It's not that simple. Uh, so there's no, like, defining thing that he was like, oh, I never knew that before. She, yeah. She's a reptile. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not one defining it's something that he read in an offshoot of how you recognize these things because there's a billion different sites you can look at there's a billion different threads and there's one maybe idea that combines them all in order to bring it back to the original thread but it's the way conspiracies work and the main point of following conspiracy theories is generally like a persecutory so he basically was like looking for a reason that the reptilians are out to get him. And yeah. so, of course, it had to be his wife. It can't be him because oh. that would be... Because he would know. He would know, and then he'd yeah. have to shoot himself in the face. Yeah, but no, it has to be... I mean, all of these people that believe in all of this are... You know, they always have a reason that they're being persecuted because they're Christian and the world's against Christians now or because they're, you know, upper class and everyone hates the upper class now. Like, there's always a reason that it comes back to well, everyone hates me and the world's out to get me and this is the conspiracy or the cue drop that explains why that's happening. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's it's an easy escape way to explain bad things happening to you, not just that you're a jackass or an idiot, but it also makes you the central character of your life. On August 7th, 2021, Maddie and Abby were planning on taking their two children on a camping trip and were packing up their van. Suddenly, with no warning, Maddie put both children in their Mercedes Sprinter and drove away. Abby was concerned, but not overly. Her main concern was that Maddie didn't take car seats. As she texted him over the course of a few hours, she never got a reply. Soon, she called police to report the situation, but told them that she had no reason to believe the children were in any danger. So did she not know that he was so far down the rabbit hole at this point? Yeah, she had no idea. Or at least not... Well, why would he tell her that she that he thought she was a reptile person? Yeah. No, but he, he... Okay, so I think you could be halfway to that point and still have, like, cause maybe some concern. So she probably didn't know that he was near as far as he was into this, huh? I don't, I don't believe so. I don't think she's ever really come out and, like, given 
a full-on statement or interview about what she noticed going on at home. Um, I think he spent a lot of his time on forums discussing this and not so much being like, hey, babe, did you see this crazy cue drop that we got today about the Great Awakening and Donald Trump is going to come save us all? Like, I think it was delusions, but they were strictly his delusions. He didn't share them. Because Abby said that she didn't believe the children were in any danger, police kept an eye out locally, but did not start any sort of search for Maddie and the children. The next day, family members also attempted to contact Maddie, but no one could get any response. She called the police again, this time reporting that she was concerned for her children and husband's safety. Police responded to her home, and together they were able to use the Find My iPhone app to locate Maddie. His last known location was in Rosarito, Mexico, in a shopping mall. Now that children had been kidnapped and taken across state lines, especially concerning because they'd been taken out of the country, the FBI was called in. They contacted their Mexican liaisons and gave a description of Maddie and the children. Mexican police were able to uncover surveillance footage from a nearby hotel, which showed Maddie arriving with the children on the 7th. On August 9th, he left in the early morning hours and later returned alone. So he got there in one, one day, like he got there that night. Yeah, he was, so Rosarito's in Baja, California, which is basically on the border of Mexico and California. So, and he's in Santa Barbara, so Southern California, so he was close. It's like how we can drive an hour and be in Mexico. Yeah. Early August 9th, a neighbor approached Roberto Ramirez, a Rosarito resident who lived on a small farm, and told him they'd spotted blood by a creek on his property. Ramirez went out to investigate, following a bloody path into the bushes. As he made his way through the brush, he came upon the body of two very young children. Ramirez states he knew the children were American because both were blonde. Police were called to the crime scene and discovered that the children fit the description of Roxy and Cleo Coleman. The FBI was contacted and their identities confirmed. A full-fledged manhunt was about to begin when Maddie Coleman, now alone, attempted to cross the U.S.-Mexico border back into California. He was stopped and handed over bloody registration papers to Border Patrol agents. He was quickly taken into custody and charged with foreign murder of United States nationals, a federal crime. I think the cops were just out to head out. They're like, oh my god, this is going to be so much work. They had like fucking 50 guys, 20 fucking cars, and they're just about to roll out. And then they get a call. Oh, we got him. Thank fucking god. Yeah. I think this is kind of a good way to really tell how delusional he was, too. The fact that he was just gonna go back to yeah just hand over bloody registration papers yeah, yeah go back to america by himself i mean most people when they commit a murder they go to mexico they yeah. go to mexico commit the murder and then come back <laughs> yeah, that's... yeah did he think that that was like gonna keep him safe or what i he i mean i don't think in his mind at the time he was considering it murder maddie was quickly escorted to be interrogated Pretty much off the bat, he confessed to killing his two children using a spear fishing gun. Dugan's Rolling Stone article states that Roxy was stabbed 12 times in the chest and Khalil 17 times, but the federal affidavit does not cite exact numbers. Maddie told FBI agents that when leaving his home in Santa Barbara, he believed that his children were monsters and that he needed to quote-unquote save the world from them. He stated that he had recently been enlightened by QAnon and Illuminati theories and discovered that his wife, Abby, possessed serpent DNA that she had passed along to their children. When asked if he knew what he did was wrong, Maddie said that he did, 
but this was the only option he had to save the world. It's like millions and millions of people have kids, and you know, you're the only one who happened to have serpent DNA passed along to your kids. Like, get the fuck out of here. Fuck this guy. Maddie explained that he drove the children from the hotel to the farm where he first killed Roxy, then Khalil. After stabbing Khalil, Maddie stated that he did not die right away, and he had to quote-unquote move the spear around and cut his hand in the process. Yeah, fuck this guy. I wish he would have lost all of his fingers. After both children were dead, he moved their bodies to the brush where Ramirez later found them. Maddie then drove to another location where he discarded the spear fishing gun and threw the bloody clothes away in a trash can in Tijuana, Mexico. So he knew a little bit. Yeah, he wasn't fully delusional or else, you know, he wouldn't have thought to cover his tracks, right? Yeah. Fuck this guy. A later affidavit further revealed Maddie's state of mind before the killings took place. He stated that the night before the murders, he laid in bed, quote, seeing all the pieces being decoded like the Matrix, and that he was Neo. He claimed that two-year-old Khalil told him that a family friend was abusing them, and that because of this, Maddie had to kill them to, quote, prevent them from being an alien species that would release carnage on the Earth. It was also revealed that Maddie texted Abby a few hours before killing their children, where he said, Hi babe, miss you too. Things have been rough, but starting to get some clarity as well. Still confused on a lot of things, though, and processing through them. So many crazy thoughts going through my head right now. Hard to explain. Yeah, funny you're getting some clarity through Grandma's old Bibles. Wasn't there too? Anyways, was actually thinking of burning them in case there's a chip in them or something. Going to keep processing through everything and hope to get some answers. Hope all this craziness ends soon. Love you. Does he have any history of uh, mental illness or any diagnosis or... No. He's just got to be undiagnosed, right? It's hard to say because this very brief period of delusion is over now. Yeah, situational delusional thoughts seems iffy. Well, he could be medicated now. Yeah, that's true. There's no, I mean, statements or anything that have come out from the jail where he's being held about any sort of time with a psychiatrist or if he's medicated now, but, I mean, this came on fast and it came on strong and now he's admitted that it was all delusional and he seems fine. So, I mean, it could be mental illness. It could just be that this dude truly wholeheartedly believed all of this. That sucks. This dude sucks. Fuck you and your dumb politics. Confirmation bias and other stupid shit. After his arrest, Maddie was indicted on two counts, pleaded not guilty, and is currently being held in a federal prison. In June of this year, he wrote a letter that was obtained by the media where he stated that his beliefs in QAnon and that his wife had serpent DNA were delusions in his own mind. What will become of the case is unknown. Although it is possible he could plead not guilty by reason of insanity, the agents who interviewed him were careful to prevent this from happening. Because they asked him if he knew what he did was wrong, and Maddie admitted that he did, it's unlikely that he will be able to use insanity. Well, that's good at least. But even if you are, if, if you're having a moment and someone asks you, do you know what you did is wrong, and you say yes, but you're still in a delusional state, is that actually okay? That still counts, even though you are obviously delusional if you're saying these things? Um... I mean, it's up to basically experts to prove that you did not know right from wrong at the time of the criminal act. 
if this did go to trial, which I highly doubt it will, I'm sure it's going to be a, um, a plea deal, but if it did go to trial, the prosecution would hound on that. I mean, that would be their main, yeah. their main talking point, and I'm sure Jerry would go for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, is that going to do it for us this week, Katie? That is all, yes. All right, guys, as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to send us an email at fourcornerscrimecast at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R cornerscrimecast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash fourcornerscrimecast, on Instagram at fourcornerscrimecast, on Twitter at fourcornerscast, and our Facebook group, Four Corners Crimecast Discussion Group. And don't forget to head over to our website, fourcornerscrimecast.com, where you can get a full episode list, and you can send us an idea for an episode or a case that you want us to talk about. And you can also get your free sticker from our merch store by typing in the code Bingo Bango at checkout. We will ship it to you 100% for free. We got stickers going out this week. So, uh, yeah, don't... Just watch out for Q-drops, you know? And then grab them and, and, and decipher them and, and figure out what they say, and it's, it's all going to be good. The key to the... What is that cartograph thing called? The cipher. The key to the cipher is... Pony up, cowboy. <laughs> we will talk to you next week. See ya. Adios, motherfuckers. I'm not going to have sex with a cow. I would not have sex with my Desert Island cow.